episode 65. This is Forrest Hall. I'm here with Philip Hall. We're Real Church Matters, where we talk real church matters because real church, church matters. Matters. I said it too fast. No, man. no, it's all good. It's all good. Uh, okay. So housekeeping. Uh, number one, go ahead, Philip. Give them your info and things. I want to do that first. So okay, it's Philip with one L P H I L I P Hall underscore the Pro on Instagram, and you can follow me for all your inspiration and music needs and stuff like that. It's pretty cool. Yeah, and tons of pictures of children. Yeah, tons. Of, yeah, I love them, them kids. That's right. Good dad. Good dad. Rest of the housekeeping, realchurchmatters.com is the site where you'll see all the episodes, all the show notes. Um, also, if you're interested in SoundCloud, and that's the way that you listen to podcasts, you can just basically search uh, in SoundCloud, Real Church Matters. We're easy to find. Not too many people out there uh, titled that and talking about what we talk about. Also, you can go to the podcast app in your iPhone or iPad or any Apple-related device. Apple TV. Apple TV. And your Apple TV. And you can search Real Church Matters there. And you can listen to it in the comfort of your home, in your comfort of your cubicle, at work, and everywhere in between. There's no... I mean, this thing is mobile. You can go anywhere. So there's never a time where you can't access this good Christian content. Uh, what else? Oh, on the site is also a link to our favorite blog, Go Do Likewise, authored by none other than our Real Church Matters family and my personal family, Phyllis family, Antoinette Allen. As always, go on there. You can follow her on all the social media uh, apps as well, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. She's there. Real Church Matters there as well. It's Real Church Matters, unless you're on Twitter, and then it's Real Church TT. M- oh, wait, wait. Whoa. Real Church MTTRS. Uh, yeah, that's it. Um, any other housekeeping? Let me think. Oh, if you would like to support us beyond just listening, if you was listening and you're like, you know what? I just want to bless this, this uh, podcast to help keep them going, uh, to help us to continue to to create the content that we're doing and pay for the things that uh, it takes to put a podcast on, then you can go to Patreon, P-A-T-R-E-O-N.com forward slash Real Church Matters, and you'll find it there. Anything will work. Uh, a dollar or more will get you access to a little more matters, which is always great because we kind of build on this content in just uh, greater detail. Sometimes I go behind the scenes and kind of what was the thought process into creating the uh, this particular subject that we were talking about and talk more about some of the behind the scenes stuff. Uh, what else? Oh, if you give $10 or more, get access to a Real Church Matters t-shirt. Yes, we still do those. And uh, a bunch of other content that we're putting together. It's taking a little longer than I thought it would, but if you just be patient, I think you'll be uh, pleasantly surprised and happy for what you get. Yeah, it's going down. I, I like the Real Church Matters t-shirts that go with some felines and, and anything with the red and blue in it. All right. Yeah. 
I appreciate that, man. That's, yeah. that's, that was a good note. To yeah, because people want to. They want to know how they can match that thing up. But right. <laughs> not everybody's from Baltimore. Yeah, so, you know they don't really match things up. But that's it for the housekeeping. Take us into episode sixty-five. We're talking about the escape route. The escape route. I was going to say escape room, but then it didn't really factor into what I was saying. And then I put hashtag escape room, and I got a bunch of escape room businesses that was liking the stuff. So, uh-huh. you know, I, I guess uh, escape room is their thing. I'm, I'm talking about the escape route. So the basics of this is coming from 1 Corinthians chapter 10, verse 13 through 14. It says, no temptation has overtaken you that is common that is not common to man. God is faithful and he will not let you be tempted beyond your ability. But with the temptation, he also provides the way of escape that you may. So we're saying that he provides a way of escape that you may be able to escape it. No, endure it. And this is where today's lesson comes from today's Talk comes from because I immediately popped in my head, like, what in the world? Why, if it's an escape route, then why are you saying that it's in this way that I'm able to endure it right. or bear it, as it says in the King James Version? So today we're just talking about, number one, being in temptations, how to handle it, and that what does the Bible truly mean when he says to escape it? Right. And so for me, I wanted to start there. It's like understanding what temptation is and what the situation is. These temptations are things that are attacking us or think are trials, the things that we face on a daily basis. I like to always kind of connect them with situations because mm-hmm. everything's a situation. Absolutely. When people say, to say, if I say to you, what's wrong, Phil? You're going to tell me about a situation. Mm-hmm. Literally, the snares, the temptations, the trials we face are packaged in situations. Right. And so when you look at situations as a place in your life, we have been taught that the Bible is telling us that God not just hasn't put anything on us that we can't bear, but that he also gives us a way of escape. And I used to think that that meant that he would give me a way out of the situation. Yeah. But he's not giving us a way out of the situation. He's giving us a way out of ourselves so that we might endure the situation. Wow. And that, I mean, that kind of, it bats a lot of stuff out the air in in a context of like people, when they start discussing boundaries and, and all those things, like I thought those were good tools to use to deal with problems or even like being evasive or, or just running away from problems. Yeah. But- a lot of times God got us in it so we can we can actually be in the oven, like be made in the oven. Like a lot of times the difference between a good cooked meal and something that's nasty is, man, you you let this cake get halfway done. You rip it out and put icing on it and see if it tastes the same. It won't taste the same. It right. won't even act the same. It won't have the same consistency. So a lot of times we got to remain in that oven, remain in those situations. But the way to escape is him, like, put us in a different spiritual mind frame, peace that surpasses all understanding. So that we can endure. Absolutely. So it becomes that thing where I think you said it perfectly when you were talking about 
we are trying to avoid things, we start to create boundaries. Yeah. We start to create evasive maneuvers to what we think is, this is how a Christian has to deal with stuff. Oh, yeah. And we think that that is how we are going to grow, and that's not. Now, I want to preface this by saying that this type of temptation that God puts us in is not the same temptation that we lead ourselves in. Absolutely, yeah. And he says that, and there's a particular scripture that says that God does not tempt us. Mm-hmm. He does not tempt us. It is not in him to tempt us. He is not pressing us or causing us to sin. He always puts us in situations that provide an opportunity for us to grow through endurance, through suffering, through obedience. But that's not the same as the situations that we put ourselves in. Absolutely. Now, even in those situations, we can and we do have a way of escape. escape. But that way of escape is not running from it. Sometimes people say, you know what? I I put myself in a bad marriage. Mm -hmm. But the way out of that marriage is not out of that marriage. The way out of that marriage is being out of yourself. Yeah. People say, I put myself in a bad situation. I got pregnant before I was married. I got pregnant before I even had a stable career or job. The way out of that is not at the abortion clinic. No. The way out of that is out of yourself. Absolutely. That means that this person is going to have to think beyond them now. That means this person is going to have to let God lead and guide them and be their understanding and their direction. And that way they can, the situation that they are in, they can endure it. Because they found a way of escape. It's hard for us to endure things when we're in ourselves. I was reading about when I was studying about this and I was reading about uh, reading about um, uh, POWs. Uh And so these soldiers get captured. And one of the ways they try to explain to them how to endure torture is that they're to perfect letting their mind go to another place. That's the way that they can endure the torture without it letting it get to them to the point where they share secrets of information. And they were saying that they would go through rigorous training to learn how to still their mind, control their mind, separate their mind from the physical pain that they felt. That's our escape. Yeah. That's what he's doing. When he says he provides us a way of escape, he's providing us a way out of ourselves because if we're connected to ourselves, every bit of discomfort, every bit of pain, every bit of suffering will cause me to tap out. Absolutely. And it's a sign, it's a sign of lack of love anyway. When we start talking about loving God, being I, I started to read this, you know, it popped in my mind and it said love is long suffering and stuff like that. And then it said selfless. And then it dawned on me like people running around talking about self-love. And it's impossible to love God in a way to where you, you're not willing to just be selfless. And being selfless in the scenario of not escaping is just understanding that, hey, I need to love God enough to sh- make him proud. That's my thing is I'm, I need to make him proud. I need to make him feel good about the fact that he put me in this situation so he can watch me shine. That understanding 
is your way out. Yeah. Do you know what I'm saying? But when you find people who are stuck in their situation and they're about to make horrible decisions because of their situation, you are trying to reason with them because they're understanding their mind is their way out of it without ever leaving the situation. Right. You you notice, like, I share this all the time with people, all the time, that my life changed not when my situation changed, but when my perception of the situation changed. changed. Most of the things that bothered me about my life that had me to the point of breaking still exist today. Yeah. The only thing that actually changed is how I see them. It's That's the freedom that he's given us. When he says he gave us a way of escape that I might embear it, I, that I might endure it. Mm-hmm. I put them both together and <laughs> say embear, that I might endure it, that I might bear it. He is telling me, hey, I put you in a position where you can now live in the situation. We think we're, we're so, we come to God and we're so eager for him to pull us out. We don't even understand what deliverance is now. Because we don't see the big picture. We don't see the fact that he's trying to make us into something greater. We, I mean, it's, an, it's impossible. I used to always ask myself that. I used to be like, hey, they can't get me with money. Can't get me with this. It's, it's a lot of things I don't care about. But those are things that we think are the actual thing that he's pulling us from. Yeah. When it's not, yeah, it's, not. it's the framework in which we see those things that actually has us bound. Yeah. That we need escape from. Right. The prison of my mind. This society is not my prison. Yeah. Money is not my prison. It's how I view those things Perception. that has me locked in. And that's why when I see, I talk to people, even when I sometimes I talk to you and I'm like, Bro, it, this all will be so much simpler. Yeah. If you just free your mind. Yeah. We, you want out of the situation, but that ain't the way out. The way out is out of yourself. Right. And it's in that freedom that I, I want people to get that today. So I want to make sure that we connect these things together. The next scripture in 1 Corinthians 10, 13, 14, verse 14, he says, therefore, or because of this, or since I said this, my beloved flee from idolatry. He didn't tell them to flee from the idol that they were worshiping. He didn't tell them to flee from the city in which they worship and learn these bad habits. He told them to free their mind from the idea of idolatry. See, idolatry is an idea. Yeah. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. God is not trying to make us run. God, ladies and gentlemen, I'll put it this way, because the idolatry thing is one thing. Lust. Yeah. The person that you're lusting after is not lust. No, it's not. It's nothing wrong with them. Mm-mm. Men of God who are single, you can't run from women. No. You can't. you can't hide from women. That's other things. That's a, that's a problem. And I know they use the example of, you know, Joseph, uh, Joshua, I think it was. Joshua yeah. and the, the queen was grabbing all over him. Yeah. He pulled away Five from his her. wife. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's pulling away from her. He, she ripped his clothes off and everything. But what he was truly escaping wasn't her grasp. Because nah. he's a man. He's strong. Right. Really, by him pulling himself away, he's fighting with himself. Self. Right. And that goes deep. And let's flip it to the other thing. You have David who's looking at Bathsheba. Yeah. 
And there's nobody else in the room. Nobody's fighting him. He's a king. He's not bound by anything. He yeah. can do what he wants. But he yet, he's still imprisoned in his what? His mm-hmm. lust. Yep, because it, it wasn't Bathsheba because he could have had anybody. He could have had anybody. And it's just like it, it, it's with, just with Adam lust. and Eve, it wasn't the fruit. Like It's I mean, not. It's, it's, he, he wants to give us a freedom in our minds so that we're no longer locked in to this way of thinking. Yeah. So that we no longer operate from that way of thinking. Because that's what has us caught up. That's what makes the temptation the temptation. That's what makes a situation a situation. I'm not in a temptation if I'm not tempted. That's true. The minute I'm no longer tempted, I am no longer in temptation. Yeah. This is what people don't understand. A mouse trap only works if the mouse wants the cheese. Yeah, once once he don't if he have don't it, want yeah. the cheese, the mousetrap don't work. If he don't want the peanut butter, if he don't want it, it don't matter. I watched this show, this wildlife show, and these people set traps. Yeah, but one thing the guy didn't realize is that the other guy told him, when you make these traps, you have to cover your scent. He said you got to rub charcoal or ash on all the traps because you're sweating. They, these animals can smell the, your smell. If they smell your smell, they won't fall for the right. trap. They won't fall for it. The yeah. animals are smart that way. Yeah. That's what people don't understand. You guys don't fall in the traps because y'all are smart. If the, if the trap had the world all over it, you'll never fall for it. Yeah. But the trap don't have the world all over it. It's got you all over it. Yeah, it's subtle. It could like it has you all over it. Some of my worst thoughts came in the form of something I thought I thought myself. Because it's you all over it. Right. That's what it is. It's not it's not the world. So to take it back to the relationships, because a lot of times single Christians, they're running from situations. You know, we we start teaching young women, stay away from those guys. We start teaching young men, stay away from those women. That's not what it is. We need to teach them to accept God's way of escape so they might be in something but not in temptation. Right. That's that's what's missing. That's why you got people trying to date when they're dating without a free mind. We're dating God's way. You can date God's way all you want. You can set whatever the parameters for courting is, whatever the parameters for dating is, whatever it is at your church or what your beliefs are. You will always find yourself struggling. Right. Struggling because you're trying to do it according to the right thing, but in the wrong heart. Definitely. Long as it's the wrong heart, you're always in a situation. You always being tempted. And he's telling you, this ain't a temptation you can't bear. It's common to man. Right. I, I can hear people all the time say, you know, well, that's that's singles you know. That's not that's not me. He said it's a, these temptations are common to man. So unless you're an android or you're a robot, these are common situations that we're all dealing with. And I used to think as a virgin, I am still a virgin, I used to think that the way that I remained a virgin was to avoid those co- conflicts, those situations within myself. Yeah, you're not really victorious. You, I'm not victorious. You're getting disqualified. I'm I'm not in the game. Yeah. 
not in the game. He's telling me, you need to be able to endure this and bear this. And the only way you can do that is if you take the way of escape. There's a way to move through life, but a way to move through it outside of you. Right. Proverbs 3 and 5 says, what? That we're supposed to acknowledge him and all that we do and lean not to our own understanding. understanding. In order for us to do that, we have to escape the clutches of ourselves. I can't say this stuff without building it with more scripture. So 2 Timothy 2.26 says, And they may come to their senses and escape from the snare of the devil after being captured by him to do his will. Wow. I want to tell you a little bit more about this. The way that we escape, Phil, is that we are coming to our senses. Senses. Not that we're obeying our senses no more, but we're coming to our senses. Mm -hmm. That's what's missing. That's why Jesus said, come, let us reason together. What is he trying to do? He's trying to help people come to their senses. When you escape something, where are you running to? If I was being held hostage, I'm going to escape, but I'm going to run somewhere. Right. Where are you running to? I'm going to run to the authorities. Yeah. Scripture that goes with this, he says, resist the devil and he will flee. Submit to what? The Lord. Right. As we resist one thing, escape one thing, we must be moving towards another. If I'm going to leave Escape the snare. I have to be coming to my senses. Right. How's the what's the way out? If you wanted to know what the door, the exit door is, you know what I'm saying? Like you sitting in a movie theater, they tell you where the exit's at. Yeah. If you want to know what the exit of your life is, then in the midst of your desires, in the midst of your situation and your emotions, look for your senses and go there. We don't have, we're not coming to our senses. Every time I'm ministering to somebody, Philip, you know what I'm really talking to them? I'm telling them, I'm trying to make them come to their what? Senses. Senses. Come out of their emotions and come to their senses. senses. God is a very sensible person, a being. He, he's, he wants to reason with us. He, his stuff makes sense. It does. Christians operate as if God's stuff don't make sense. When I sit and talk with people and I'll be like, hey, man, you know, it's, it's, sex is not wrong. Sex is not wrong. Sex has been ordained by God, created by God. But everything God created has a season. Right. That's why we don't get snow all year. Imagine if it snowed all year. You wouldn't be able to have the, the blessings that come from summer. What comes from summer? I'm able to plant seeds in the summer. I'm able to cultivate land in the summer. Animals are able to eat. Like some of them don't even eat on the one. Absolutely. They I'm able to reap a harvest in the what? Summer. I'm not able to even start over if I don't have the what? The harshness of the fall. The harshness of the winter. I'm able to have those things because everything's in its time. That's why you see people who married. They married young, and then all of a sudden they're like, you know, I didn't never focus on myself, on missing out on stuff, or I, I didn't never take time to build my career, or this or that. 
well, the, that's the reason you didn't is because you didn't know what timing is. Yeah. God is a God of timing. And so when I talk like this to people, they be like, yo, that really makes sense. So won't you come to your senses? Yeah. Come to your senses. It's not that people don't want people to get married. I'm like, Paul, I, it's not that I don't want you to get married. He said, but I want you to be in a certain space when you do. I want you to be in a certain time when you do. Yeah. Everything is timing. Everything is understanding. We do too much based on us understanding that we want it, not understanding what it is we want. Right. And that comes from not being in your senses. He said, I want y'all to come to your senses so that you might escape the snare of the devil. If we're going to lead people into, even as we do this podcast, if we're going to really help people escape situations, they need to understand you're going to have to get out your emotions. You have to get out your feelings You have to get out your memories. You have to get out your pain You have to get out your anger You have to get out your resentment and come to your senses. Yeah. Cause that, I mean, honestly, those, those emotions and stuff don't even last that long. They, they don't, they don't. They We're last, not, they last long enough to destroy us. Yeah. And that's it. That's it. <laughs> it. It literally lasts long enough to destroy us the same way the feelings in our bodies last long enough to get the the package to its place. Yeah. We, we um, let me help y'all out. Cuz some of y'all don't even know what sex really is. It's a delivery system. Yeah. Instead of FedEx it's sex. It's a delivery system. What's the deliver what's what needs to be delivered? Sperm needs to be delivered to what? An egg. Yeah. In order for that sperm to even be disseminated to the egg. The act of sex must occur. Yeah. It's the ritual. <laughs> Unless we doing test tube stuff. It's just the way it has to happen. Yeah. So when we think of this, we think about this. After it's delivered, your body goes into a refractory period and says, oh, I'm done. Now, when sex is just enjoyment, you like, no, I'm not done. I still got more partying I want to do. And your body like, well, I delivered the package. Yeah. And the older you get. <laughs> <laughs> but that's the reality. We don't understand. Emotions run the same way. Yeah, it does. Once they've de- delivered the package. That's it. That's it. They leave you fe- feeling dumb. Most now you like, hold on. I was using that anger to motivate me. And the, your anger is like, nah, I'm, I'm good now. I already ruined the relationship. I'm cool. I've burnt the bridge. I'm all right now. I delivered the package. We don't understand our emotions are work don't work for us. Right. They work for the enemy yeah. to deliver his package of what? Chaos, destruction, drama, pain, anguish, disobedience. These things get delivered. Once they get delivered to the place they need to go, once they get dropped on your doorstep and you stuck looking at it, you all of a sudden no longer feel that feeling no more. Right. The same way when we're engorged with passion because blood is rushed to our genital areas. And we're ready to move in a certain way. Once the package is delivered, all of a sudden blood go back to the brain. Yeah. He said, hey, man, you can use the brain like you could use it for a second. But I need that blood back. Yeah. <laughs> blood got to go back to the brain. Why? Because even in the act of sex, this thing can't last all day. Your body needs this blood. Yeah. Get, get back to where you are so we can do the other things that people do with bodies other than just 
sex. The reason I'm sharing all this, because it may may feel like I'm just all over the place. Nah, you you want it. The the reason I'm saying it is because at the end of the day, when you done moving by your desires, your flesh, your all of that, guess what's going to be left? You. Yeah. And that mind that you should have operated by is going to be stuck to have to deal with the repercussions of the body. And that's survival. That's not that's not even prospering. That's not living in purpose. That's surviving. Bad decision after bad decision. I used to, as a young man growing up, men's fellowship ain't nothing wrong with it. But those are the things that I used to hate. I'm like, man, these, these guys live from desire to desire and then reached a place of like, all right, I'm done. So let's take it a step further. Verse 26 says, escape from the snare of the devil after being captured by him to do what, Phil? To do his will. His will. So we just said it. What What's his goal when putting you in situations? Then you're moving within your own flesh. His goal is just to corrupt you to do his what? Will. will. His will is to destroy Destroy families, destroy dreams, destroy purpose, destroy connection and relationship with others and with God. And he corrupted you to do his will. And then he's good. It's crazy because, I mean, one of the questions you you asked, I think sometime this week, you said, hey, man, what does Satan's will look like? Yes. And I think that's amazing. Like, I never stopped. What's a, what's a W to Satan? What's a W to Satan? And a lot of times we don't, we know what a W to God is, but we don't never really We sit. think we do. But yeah. we, we kind of sum that up on Bible study. <laughs> like, a W to God is that you make it back to him. Yeah. Not get rich. Not none of that stuff. Like, not none of that. But we don't get on that right now. Yeah. But a W to Satan is that you don't make it back to him. A W to Satan is not keeping you poor. People act like Satan wanted them to be poor. Nah. If he could make you rich, he would. He just want to keep you distracted. He wants to keep you distracted away from the richness of God's glory. He wants to keep you distracted from the true reward that is lies in heaven. Not at the end of a doggone paycheck or a doggone dealership. That's not the way this works. Yeah, it, it doesn't. The way this works is... You are ensnared for his will unless you escape. And the only way to escape is to get out of yourself and come to your senses. That's the only way. I, I wish I could say this in a way where I hope I'm saying it in a way where people catch it. A lot of y'all getting caught out there. A lot of y'all looking crazy. A lot of y'all looking messed up because you in a situation and, it's, and you keep trying to get out the situation instead of get out of yourself. But it's a whole it's a whole doctrine talking about that. I call them I call it the victim the victim gospel where you know we preach about he gonna bring you out. He gonna bring you out the he, breakthrough. Yeah, he's he's about to change your your destiny and you know uh, I know you broke right now. <laughs> so so is he and he's gonna forgive you from you know the the things that you you. It's just it's so crazy. It's, but, it's, there is no. God is not interested in giving you a physical way out. No. He is interested in giving you a spiritual way out so that you might suffer in the flesh, but glorify him in the spirit. One of the things I started to learn even about kids, I, like I've been dealing with my kids about throwing tantrums and stuff. And every time I tell them no, which is rare, <laughs> they throw a tantrum. And then it dawned on me on how to deal with it. They said, well, you know, they 
acting like this is because they never hear no. And God, you know, God's the same way. Like, if I only give you those blessings, if I only do this, at what point are you going to be okay with growing up? If I only let you feel good. If men was allowed to to have sex, their bodies allowed them to have sex every second of every day. We'd be in trouble. You you, you'd be sick and die, because your your body your body needs to be able to function in other ways. But all we want is one way. Yeah, we want summer. We don't want winter. We want sex. We don't want work. We we don't want to do the things that make us a whole person. And we're act we're act apart. We're say quiet about it. But you know, he sees our hearts. Like we'd be like, oh, I'm not with this. I'm not okay with this. But until we actually be okay with being in the will of God, understanding the nose, we will always be in a situation. <laughs> Absolutely. Until you come to your senses, and that leads you to the will of God, you'll always be in the snare of the devil. Always. Second Peter 1 and 4 says, by which he has granted to us his precious and very great promises so that through them you may become partakers of the divine nature, having escaped from the corruption that is in the world because of sinful desire. What are we escaping? We're escaping the snare of the devil. We're escaping the corruption of the world. I love the way the scriptures kind of, if you piece them together, they give you an understanding. Because yeah. if I say snare the devil, it don't mean much to no, people. No, it don't. But then we take it here and he says, escape from the corruption. Now we, now we get what we're saying here. He's saying you're escaping from the corruption that is in the world because of what? Sinful desire. I'm escaping that corruption by removing myself from what? My desires. Exactly. People don't think the desire alone is the is the corruption. Yeah, they think the act is. No, 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 no. The desire, the desire is killing. Like the desire is. We know that we know the world is filthy. Yeah. We know what it represents. We know it's a system. Do you know what I'm saying? I was telling somebody the other day, the way that antivirus software even was created is because the person who created the first virus created the way to fix the virus. And so then he inundated people's computers with the virus and then sold them to what? Antivirus. Wow. There's not a problem until you have a problem. Mm. You, you don't need a solution until you got a problem. Nobody think they got a problem. So they don't see why they need the antivirus, which is Christ. Right. Nobody think they got an issue. When you, you tell them, you know, do you know you need Jesus? Yeah, I know I need Jesus. How you know you need Jesus? You know, because I've been drinking, I've been this. That ain't why you need Jesus. No, it's not. That's why you need AA. Do you know what I'm saying? The reason you need Jesus is because of what led you to the bottle. Yeah. I don't need Jesus because I got caught cheating on my wife. I need Jesus because of the mind that I was in that led me away from my wife. It's the mind, it's the corruptive nature of the mind that we need a antivirus for. Absolutely. It's that thing that allows us to do things and we keep focusing on the things. Man, you, you got to keep him away from alcohol, man. 
You know, he 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 ain't right. He alcoholic. Well, somebody gonna babysit him his whole life? <laughs> or like I got two girls. People always say, "Hey man, you got cute." Wait till they get older. You are gonna have to keep an eye on all the boys. I'm like, uh, Am I gonna keep an eye on all the boys, or am I gonna train up a keep an eye on my daughters and train up a child <laughs> right. in the way she should go and teach her how to keep her eyes on Christ? Even though she, this is another thing, man. The situation of being a teenager, yeah, it's a whole situation. Yeah, nobody's taking time to teach young people. The way of escape in puberty. Right. When, when this is actually important. Like it's, so so we look at it as a face. Here's the thing. If we allow them to learn and understand that they are slaves to their biological makeup, when does that cut off? You tell them they're slave to their biology when they're teenagers. And then you tell them when they're 20-something and 30-something, don't be a slave to your biology. I, I know I when they run to their bedroom and they're crying because Tommy broke up with them. Right. We pat them and say that's okay. It's okay. Someone else will love you. But then when she grow older and she so her husband leaves her and she goes into a deep depression, we telling her you gotta move on. You you let her be a slave to her emotion as a child. We don't teach them to not honor. This way of thinking that leaves them into situations and ensnares them and causes them to do Satan's will, which is his will is what? His will is not these specific things like Satan is just high-fiving because you have an illicit sex or he's high-fiving because you're smoking weed. That's not where Satan is working. Satan is working in a sense that he's high-fiving because you have moved in yourself which in turn moves you away from God's will. Right. And the further you are from God's will, the happier he is because his choices create a distance between him and God. Absolutely. His, his decisions caused him to get kicked out of heaven. His decisions caused him to cause other people, other angels to get kicked out of heaven. Which is crazy. And he wants nothing more than for you to operate as he does. He's a pro at this. He's a pro at, like, I mean, anytime you can trick somebody who's actually seen God, that's some pro stuff. I'm talking about in his presence. (laughs) Yeah, that's some pro stuff. (laughs) Like, he's a pro to see. And got one third of it. One third. We ain't talking about one or two. We talking about, like, a whole clan. Like, you got a whole clan of people who's who's been in God's presence. And, And here's the thing, bro. He's perfected it because he has more than a third of people. Oh, absolutely. He can only get a third of the angels, <laughs> but he got more than a third of the humans. Oh, yeah. Most He's definitely. perfected this. He's perfected his game. His percentage is up. You can't. He shot 33 percent in heaven. Well, his hand, like his <laughs> handicap, his, hey, hey, his handicap is something else on this on this earth, because in our power, we can't defeat something that's supernatural. He's like he's supernatural. Whether we like a lot of people, but that's, wanna, you bring up an excellent point, and that's what that's our way of escape. Yeah, to operate in the spiritual, to detach ourselves from the thing that leaves us no match for him. Right. To connect ourselves with the thing that leaves us indestructible. Right. He said, "Greater is He that is in me than He that is in the world." Because if I'm in the world through my thinking, folks, then I'm susceptible. To the prince of this kingdom. Right. 
and that's crazy. Like, cause he he got all them uh, infinite gems on his glove. Like he right, he right. He he's, he's in control. He's in control. He right. And, and I need people. I don't. I want to ground this in their reality. I need people to understand. Somebody is listening to this podcast, and they have situations that they're dealing with right now. I'm not even going to name a specific example because I want you to understand in the midst of the situations you're dealing with, ask yourself, are you in your feelings, in yourself, or are you in God's will? Because if you're in your feelings, you're no match for this trap. Yeah. And if you're in God's will, you have found the escape out of the trap. You will have to endure it, but you will not be destroyed. That's the Christian. The Christian is able to endure the trap. The trap never in, it kills them. It's a good trap. It's like a good prank. Like you watch people get caught on pranks and you try to think to yourself, like, would I have fell for it? Yes, you would have, because this person just wanted some water. They didn't know it was bleach. Yeah. <laughs> you know, they they say the the guys that do the prank where they stuck um a a blowtorch underneath a bicycle seat. And sat the bicycle in the park. And people are up in arms and upset because these guys are injuring people. Yeah. But here's the thing. They're only injuring those who got on a bike that was not theirs. Absolutely. (laughs) I mean, the guy was riding down there and he knew that the seat was hot, but he still wanted the bike. And so he's like, who, ha, ha, and he's just riding, and he he injures himself. He's hurt, but he didn't have to get on the bike. Yeah, he's actually in th- a thief. He, yeah, this is this is the troublesome thing about this is because yeah, Satan's a bad guy. Satan's a bad entity. He's the father of lies. He's the author of destruction. He is he is the antithesis of everything God stands for. But he is not the enemy. No, he's not. He's not. It brings up an awesome point because I was telling Anna, my daughter, I said, hey, you don't take nothing from strangers. So a stranger walked up and he offered some cookies. And she was. She looked at me and she looked at him and said, I would like a cookie. Yeah. And she took the cookie and... She, the guy walked away and she was about to bite it and I slapped it out of her hand. I said, what did I tell you? And then it made me feel like how God feels because he telling us about these pranks. See, see, we got something that's in us like, hey man, don't do that. Don't go that way. Oh, you're cooking that. Yeah, yeah, don't even do that. And we still do it anyway. That's what makes it even scarier because we talking about people being pranked that don't know about the prank. We actually know because it's all written out for us and we still... Falling to the same That's the problem. It's not about knowing. It's about believing what you know. Yeah. Do you get what I'm saying? We just was talking about, we was talking about the fact that Leah, you know, your daughter, your oldest daughter, is riding a bike with no training wheels. Yeah. And I was telling you how hard it was for me to always ride a bike because I had no trust for the system of a bike. When I looked at three wheels, I understood that. I do all types of tricks on the three wheeler. I was I was on one leg. I was no hands on the handlebars because I trusted the system of three wheels. Right. You go to bi wheels or two wheels 
And all of a sudden, I don't get it don't stand by itself. How is it all of a sudden going to stand when I get on it? Right. Huh? I don't understand how this works. <laughs> Unicycles, too. Yeah. You see a man flipping around on one wheel. I'm like, as soon as he get off that thing, it fall. Right. How does this work? You get where I'm going with this, yeah. right? Yeah. The humanity. I we, we I don't trust this thing. No. It's always led me wrong. Right. I don't get the system of it. So I don't understand how I didn't understand how a man there was a man of God. I see this man fall by himself. How is this man not going to fall with an imaginary God? Right. You get where I'm going with this? Yeah. The reality is, is that if we don't trust God, we will never be able to do this thing because we I was right when I said a bike can't stand on its own. But I was wrong in the sense that I could that bike can stand with me on it. Yeah, it's possible. It's pop, bro, bro. I was right when I looked at men and seen they couldn't stand on their own. Y'all right when y'all look at church and say we full of hypocrites. All y'all right, yeah. but what you do forget and fail to understand is that it's a, it's possible with God. <laughs> all things are possible. possible. It's been done. All things are possible. Mm-hmm. These traps that Satan set are impossible to break. Yeah. They're impossible to be to defeat on your own. Right. But with God, all things are possible. Right. All things are. All things. It's a knowledge of that. And this was going to take me to the next scripture. Second Peter 2 and 20 says, For if after they have escaped the defilements of the world, how do we escape the defilements of the world? Through the knowledge of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. How do we escape the defilements of the world or the corruption of the world? Through the knowledge of the Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. You said it clearly. You said, we know this stuff. Yeah, it's in us. You can't come to a knowledge and fail unless you came to a knowledge and didn't believe in it. Yep. That's what happens, bro. What happens is a man knows that God exists, but doesn't think God is stronger than his desire for liquor. A man knows that God exists and doesn't think that God is stronger than the lust and desire for a woman. God ain't. We know God's stronger than a woman, but if you don't believe in God, he won't be stronger than your desire for her. We know God is stronger than money. We know he, he created this whole thing, but he won't be stronger than your desire for money unless you believe in him. And that's why people are still stuck in situations. Yeah. We stuck in the situation, the prison, the trap of money where we're constantly connected. Our joy is connected to our bank account. If there's zero in the bank account, there's zero faith. Yeah. If there's zero in the bank account, there's zero joy. Most of y'all, you can literally, I don't even need to talk to you. If you just took, sent me a picture of your bank account, I know where you at. In life. In life. <laughs> I know where your faith at. I know where your happiness at. I know where your joy at. Just by seeing your bank account. Some of you, all you got to do is send me your text messages and I'll know where you at. Right. Because you're not no bigger than all of the things that's surrounding you. You're not no bigger than the defilements of the world because you live in the trap and not live beyond the trap. 
Yeah, it's no way. It's no way for a crack a crackhead to think outside of his addiction living in the crack house. Man, this this guy said it. He said it's so simple. It is a rapper, and he said somebody took a video of his old house uh-huh. and said, "You see, he ain't here. He ain't here. He ain't in the hood no more." And he said, "Silly, of course I'm not. <laughs> ain't that what it's all about?" Right. Didn't I get this opportunity? Didn't I get this access so that I can come and get a mansion? And he said, I, I got the mansion. I'm not coming there no more. I've, I'm out of it. He's been given the access to something better. So he never goes back there. I'm saying this to say this. We as believers, why is it that this secular guy understands this theory and the Christian don't? No, we go back all the time. Even the Christian after- <laughs> always goes back because the Christian always is thinking they owe somebody something. They owe themselves something. That they're betraying themselves by being a Christian. It just don't feel real to me. What's real? Right. What's real? Real is whatever your reality is. It's time for you to get a new reality. If that rapper didn't get a new reality, he'd still be in the hood broke. But he, he accepted a new reality and didn't feel like he was betraying himself by betraying others, people's version of him. Yeah. Oh, my goodness, <laughs> man. We are in a trap as Christians because we whenever God takes us out of ourself, we feel we're betraying ourselves all the time. That's the, instead of the becoming a better us. We don't want to let it go. We That's why I said y'all got to come to your senses. You got to take this knowledge God has given you, and this knowledge will take you out. It will help you escape. That's what it, 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 what was that fake quote that they said that Harriet Tubman said, but she didn't really say. Said that she would have saved a whole lot more slaves if they knew they were slaves. God is giving you the knowledge, not just to know the way out, but to know the way in, to let you know that you're in it. Yeah. Some of us just need to know what I'm in it. Yeah. The first thing that he brought me to awareness is, is that I'm in it. Yeah. Some of y'all don't even know you trap yet. Hopefully when you listen to these podcasts, you all of a sudden start realizing I am trapped. The toughest thing with dealing with Christians, Phil, who are deep in church is that you can't tell them they in a trap. No, no, you can't. Because they like, I'm in the church. How am I in the trap? The church is the trap <laughs> because you see the church the wrong way. Period. Like, Keep, let me put let me put my infinity gauntlet back on. Uh, y'all, y'all gotta understand. We got there's a there's a power in this word. There's a power that you have to understand. He's saying you can escape the defilements of the world through the knowledge of the Lord Jesus Christ. He says those who, after escaping by that knowledge, if they are again entangled in them and are overcome again, he said the last state is worse than the first. Their, their last situation, your right now will be worse than your past. You know how they say your ladder will be greater? Yeah. That, that works also for your, your snares. That works also for your sin. That works also for your disobedience. Your ladder will be greater than your last. You decide that. Yeah. You can have a greater self in God if you do better now. Or you can have a greater self in self. That means that means I'm giving you two for one. Remember all that frustration you had? I got double for you. 
Remember all that pain you had? I got double for you. Remember all that hurt you had? I got double for you. You got to think about it, Phil. And I'm just sharing this with you, even though it's the podcast. You got to think about it. Before you got married, one of the things that you said to me was, I want to do right. Yeah. Because you felt a certain way. I don't know what motivated you or drove you to feel that way, that you just wanted to be right. Yeah. Do you know what I'm saying? Well, whatever that feeling was that you wanted to fix, if you know that, and then go back to thinking the way the person that got him in there, that situation to begin with did, mm-hmm. that way you felt will be much worse. It will be intensified. But you can't tell Christians that because they want to dabble in and out of the world as if it doesn't metastasize. It's biblical. As it's- if it doesn't snowball, as if it doesn't. Overwhelm them The very snow That you like That you stick your tongue out When you was a kid And you make snow angels with If it's too much snow You ain't making snow angels It's a fine line Between flurries And a blizzard Right Flurries is fun We we sled and stuff in that We we sing Christmas carols And that stuff People die in blizzards Oh yeah It'll take you out of here You're playing games People playing games We love rain We need rain the very rain that helps to grow crops is the very rain that can wash those crops away. It changes this whole all whole about it based on the degree. Katrina. <laughs> What's the difference between? I mean, literally, it, is it enough rain to name it? Yeah. If it's enough rain to name it, it's somebody in trouble. Right. We'll rain. We'll name every rain. It's raining right now. Nobody was like, uh, "Rainfall, Cornelius." Came by no, cause he ain't even gonna be here like that long. He ain't nah. gonna leave no d- indelible mark on us. The the city of New Orleans is still recuperating. Yeah, I don't want to hear nobody named Katrina from Katrina. <laughs> yeah, some of y'all are still reeling from the floods in your life because you did not handle the rain. Oh my goodness. You didn't know what you were doing because you were given the knowledge, but you didn't walk in it and believe in it so you can get yourself out of it. And then some of you, when you got yourself out of it, you flirted back with it as if you forgot what the trap was and what the trap does. (laughs) Hebrews 2, 1 through 3 says, therefore, we must pay closer attention to what we have heard. That's all I'm saying right now. Guys, pay closer attention. Not pay closer attention to your neighbor in church. Not pay closer attention to what your pastor's doing. Pay closer attention to what you've heard. If what you heard ain't something to pay attention to, find a church that gives you something to pay attention to. Right. I'm going to be honest with you. Sometimes people talking and I zone out because what they talking about, it really don't connect with me. Yes. People like, guess what? And I'll be like, what? And everything they say following that, guess what? Is nothing I care to guess about or want to know what. <laughs> wah, wah. <laughs> and they be like, ain't that crazy? And I'll be like, it's crazy that you thought I would want to know that. I don't care. I don't care. But when I care about something, I pay attention. attention. He's saying if y'all say that y'all Christians and y'all really are the sheep of God's flock, then he is concerned about feeding y'all. And if y'all don't let eat what he's feeding and pay attention to it, he says, then you will 
drift away. He says, pay attention to what you've heard, lest we drift away from it. Wow. Because when you drift away from the word, you are susceptible to the trap. I'm going to start saying, t- telling people now, when you upset, when you angry, I'm like, where are you at in relation to the word? Yeah, because that's what matters. I feel like you're drifting away from it. It's crazy because we run into people pleasers all the time. Like a lot of people are people pleasers. And I'm like, man, these people don't even come with rewards. Like, you might as well please God. You come into your senses when you think like that. That's a coming to your senses. Some people don't have, they don't have that because they don't embrace the knowledge. You know what I'm saying? Like I said, somebody taught me how to ride a bike, but I still had no faith in the system. When they let it go and they said, go ahead, I'm like, uh-uh. And they said, you just saw me do it. I'm like, I know, but it, I don't think it worked. And then I try and then I fall. But I already, I ain't realized I fell before I fell. Yeah, you certainly did. My mind is already in that place. You already ready for, to, for impact. <laughs> Every time I ever crashed, I remember crashing into this car. I crashed right into this car. I already saw myself crash into it. It was the thought of crashing into it that had me even wobbling in the first place. Wow. That's what people do. I hate talking about that stuff because people flip it into self-fulfilling prophecy and stuff like that. But when you have a mindset that doesn't have a faith and a trust in a system like God, then you will always fall on your face. He said that if you operate in him, you give no occasion to stumbling. Right. No occasion to stumbling. For since the, I'm still in Hebrews chapter two, verse one through three. For since the message declared by the angels provided proved to be reliable. Oh my goodness. You, you get what I'm saying Shit. right here? Proved. It proved to be reliable. Everything I'm sharing to y'all right now proved to be reliable. How do I know? Because I'm telling y'all how I make it through. It's, think about it. Some of y'all who deal with lust. You don't understand. I do too. But yet I'm still a virgin. How do I deal with this? I, you should be asking me how. Because the way that I do proved to be reliable. Wow. Trust me, it's not by masturbation. It's not by indulging in myself. It's yeah. the, you know what I'm saying? It's by operating according to the word and understanding that the word is reliable in that way. Yeah. He said, when this proved to be reliable and every transgression or obedience received a just retribution. He said, what are we saying? Every sin or everything that I've done receives a penance, receives a punishment. He says, how shall we escape if we neglect such a great salvation? The reason y'all haven't escaped your situations is because you haven't got out of yourself. The reason you haven't got out of yourself is because you haven't trusted in salvation. You've neglected salvation. You haven't taken God's escape route. You haven't. He told you how to get out, but you didn't trust it. You didn't trust his direction. There's people who are in a financial mess. God wants to help you out of it. And you you only know one way out. And that's more money in your bank. Right. And that's not going to help you out. No, it's not. That's going to get you more money to get yourself deeper in. What's going to help you out is getting you out of an undisciplined nature. Getting you out of greed. Getting you out of leading to your own understanding. 
It's all it's all work. Oh like people goodness. don't even they don't even see that it's all it's all work to for, to have money. You got to consistently maintain it. To have clout, you got to consistently maintain it. To be in lust, you got to consistently feed it. But in in salvation is one of those things. And we trust those systems. You Definitely. use the word clout. Yeah. It, it's a system that we rely on in this world. Yeah, your name, if your name ring bells, your name go far, reputation means this and that. All of that, we trust that system. So we put work in what? That, that system. system. Yeah. We it proved to be reliable according to what? Man. We gotta be honest. We don't we not really Christians. We ain't we not really believing in God. But the reason all that clout can't help you out is because the thing that God's trying to help you out of is yourself. Clout don't get you out of Yourself Clout gets you out of poverty And that's what makes These times scary Because at this point He can't help you out Of something that's so popular now Self love is the, the new thing It's just the new thing brother. You gotta help yourself out You gotta come to your senses How shall we escape If we neglect a great salvation Basically what he's saying is How can we escape If we neglect The word of God Through Jesus Christ Y'all, don't neglect this word. Don't think past this word. He says, it was declared at first by the Lord, and it was attested to us by those who heard. God is declaring his word. He's attesting it through us. Philip, as he talks, me as I talk, your pastors, your elders, your deacons, your evangelists, your ministers, whatever you got, that Bible you got on your phone or on your, your bed or your nightstand, all of these things just attest for what God has already said. Don't neglect it because you're neglecting your way out. That's episode 65. 65. The escape route. I'm Forrest. I'm Philip. This is Real Church Matters. God bless you.